Let's go. Hot the John Show. Get in here, flames. We getting deep. Y'all know what it is. WTF Wednesdays. Shout out to my brothers. He's my Yes, he's my father. Yes, he's my son. I can talk to him because he understands everything I go through and everything I am. He's my support system. I can't live without him. The best thing since life spread is his kids, his house, his lips. Touch. Come on, brothers. Let's go. Fist up. We love you. They got the right to breathe. Justice for Joy Floyd. Rest in peace, Nip. Kiwi 305. Hi, D. Johns, and we live. I don't do this shit for nothing. I do it for something. Let's go. Pull up and murder cash. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Rest in peace, Nipsey. The marathon continues. The hot beat John's journey begins. Get in here, flames. Get in here, friends. Uh huh, uh huh. Cash. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers are throw away. Hustle the other way. Rest in peace, man. Huh? They think I know the way. Stop to control the things. Where were you two years ago on this day? And if you got on my train, I make you my booty shake. Crossing that soldier race. Niggas don't know them days. Take you in back of the bills. Make you expose your rage. Take you across the tracks. Make you explode the face. Now you official now. Get here, flames. But you got a soul to save. I just been cooking that. Got day. a soul to save. I'm about to drop in the Might field. be yours. Think if I call it the grand, the people gon' call it the truth. Yeah. I ain't really trip on the credit. People call me the truth. I all of my dudes. I pay all my dudes. You feel me? Got my name all in the news. That part. Tripping on all of my moves. Whoa. And this got a lot more to prove. They do flamely. What's going on, flames? Happy, happy WTF Wednesdays. Y'all see how I'm coming through. I'm not even playing with them. I'm not playing with them tonight. It's your girls Kiwi 305-954. Hot D Johns. 
Please follow me at Hot D Johns on IG, and that's H O T D J O H N S. Follow me also on Twitter, Hot D Johns, H O T D J O H N S. If it's your first time listening to the Hot D Johns experience, welcome, welcome, welcome. We don't bring you to the family. We beat you in the family. That means you are a permanent family member. You are not flamily. You are now a hashtag flames because I'm your girl, Kiwi305, a.k.a. Hot D Johns. I stay hot and my flames keep it lit over here at the Hot D Johns experience. So now you're one of the flames, okay? Um, please share, subscribe. Pass it on, y'all. Pass it on. We're doing big things over here. We're a one-stop pod for all of your needs. We're your one-stop pod for trending topics, celebrity gossip, politics, and bullshit. That's what we do over here, okay? We're not just a, a one-trick pony. This, this, this whole ride on a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of different rodeos, okay? So, shout out. i like to send to um, Blessings for Life. Y'all want to get your snatch back? Get your snatch pack from Blessings. Hit her up on IG. Get that thing right. Make sure that you follow H-O-T-D-J-O-H-N-S because I will be starting my journey on my Snatch for the Summer series and that will be starting on next week, um, Tuesday. So look out for that. I'm very excited. Very excited for everybody to join me and follow me and Support me while I go through this um, transition, transformation. Okay. Um, shout out to you, Cassius, the little infant. I'm going to be checking that book out and then we're going to be bringing her on here, y'all. It's a powerful young lady out here and she's doing some things. She's doing a lot of things, okay? KGLLLC is her website. Follow her on IG so you can get all of those things that you want. If you want the napkin holders, if you want the ashtrays, the coasters, she got it. All of the your, your risen um, items. Go check her out, man. She's bad. Shout out to you, Cash. Shout out to Nina J, um, one of the newest members um, of the Hot D. John's Experience. Shout out to you. You are um, welcome to the Flamely. Hashtag Flames, baby. Um, shout out to all of you out there. Shout out to Emperor Jarara. Shout out to you, Emperor. Thank you for your support and thank you for continuing to push me to grind and bring y'all this content that I do over here. Shout out to you, Suleiman. Shout out to Biggie. Shout out to you, Emperor Mark, aka Browning. Browning, I love you and all. <laughs> Shout out to Browning, man, for real. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you also for telling me to keep moving forward. Y'all heard how I came in here today. I had to shout it out to my brothers because, as you know, today is a special episode of the WTF Wednesdays. We will be covering the George Floyd trial. Hashtag justice for George Floyd. Um, Officer 987 was out here with the 187. And we're going to be bringing you every step, gavel to gavel, of this trial so that you can stay informed no matter where you are. If you work. If you're out on the road, you don't have you don't have time to sit up and do it. Don't worry, your girl Hot D Johns will do it for you and bring you the the big chunks of and nuggets of information to you. And some of the things in here that they are going to be discussing and going to be looking at in the trial that may possibly, God forbid. But it may be something going on in your life or someone else's life that you know that they might be able to utilize this information in case they're in court, in case they are accosted by a um, a out of control police officer, a disrespectful police officer, someone who does not know um, 
how to, how to be respectful to people and how to uh, address citizens appropriately when you are going uh, when you are approaching them in regards to a possible arrest or a possible charge or a possible accusation which in this event in this case this really started from an accusation can can we go ahead and get on into it this really started from an accusation the accusation was the $20 bill that you sent that you gave me was fake it was bought. It was used to buy a pack of cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes no more, y'all. But let me ask you a question: How much cig- pack of cigarettes cost where you stay? I'll give you the highest one I could think of. New York, not in New York. I'm on the east. I'm southeast. I'm the dirty, dirty Bay County, Broward County. Down here, I know you get paid anywhere from my five, six dollars for a pack of cigarettes. That's Minnesota. I don't know how much their the cigarettes are. I'm going to look that up. That's a good thing to look up. New York, eight nine dollars a pack of cigarettes. Basically, a man was snuffed out, life taken from him for five six dollars. We'll give it to him nine dollar pack of cigarettes. That young man that questioned that that twenty dollar bill was on the stand today. When we left off yesterday. I told you all that I was going to dedicate from now on a full episode to the case because I needed to give it the integrity it deserved. It did not deserve to be pushed in the back of one of my theme nights and, you know, run through quickly. We need to unwind the bullshit. Because that's what it is, y'all. Today was very emotional. I know y'all was like, oh my God, lately Kiwi been getting on here. One day she up, the next day she sounded all serious and deep because it's some deep shit because I have two sons. And today, during the testimonies, another breakdown on the stand. Today was the day that they played all of the body cams. Which I could just tell you right off the bat, all the body cams Basically show the same thing that we've been knowing for the longest. What was done to this man was unnecessary, unwarranted. It was overkill. Literally. Literally. I came on about my black brothers because that's how I feel. I love you. Every last one. If you're toothless, if you if you got one eye, if you got a limp and you ain't even a pimp, you my brother. And I love you. We have to protect our black men. Yes, it's a lot of things going on out here. And they're saying, you know, protect your black women. And yes, we will be getting into that. We will be getting into that. But right now, we're talking about our brothers. We're talking about the men in our society, our society, black queens, our society. We have to protect them because if they snuff all of them out and leave us exposed and vulnerable, yeah, we could be a strong black woman, but if they keep sniping out all of our men, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We have to empower them. We have to build them. We have to mold them when they're grown, when they're growing. So when they're grown, they are grown and they're not grown little boys. We have to learn to mold them. Mothers. Sisters, aunties. 
Mold the men in your families. This man was respectful. This man pled for his life. He never came out of his mouth with the wrong way. He never swore at the cop. He didn't do any of these things. But within 15 seconds of arriving to the car, after speaking with the clerk, you have a cop snatching out his gun, talking about put your effing hands up, put your effing hands up. I said put your fucking hands on the wheel, keep your fucking hands on the wheel. Everything was a fucking, fucking, fucking. I'm waiting to see why I, why I don't understand why he can't be on trial too. Because you're in a fucking accessory. Since we want to say fucking uh, Thomas Lane. Officer Lane. Officer Tao. Officer Kane. You're accessories to murder. I said what I said. I'm not taking it back. You arrived Officer Tao on the scene. And you saw this man begging and pleading for his life. Saying he can't breathe, my neck hurt, my stomach. Saying he has anxiety, which is a real, real, real condition. Let me say it again, real. Claustrophobic, real. My mom is claustrophobic. We can't even go in a building that's too damn small. She started looking around. We got to hurry to get up out of here. It's getting a little too crowded. Claustrophobia is real. A six foot nine man that's 200 some pounds and you're trying to shove him in the back of a little ass damn um, not even a rogue. I don't even know what kind of police car that was. You mean to tell me y'all don't have police buggies? You couldn't call an EMS? If you felt like this man was under such out of such control and under so many drugs and, and he was out of it, why didn't you call the EMS? Why didn't you call them? And that way, you could have baker right him right there, put a straitjacket on him, put a restraints on him, and get him sent to the hospital and get him um, looked at at that time. But you didn't do that. You didn't do that. You continued to try to shove this man into the police, to the police car, even when you started from his car, you kept saying he was resisting when he wasn't even resisting. I'm saying what was being shown on the body cam. This is not cell phone. This is not, which they had a couple of those today too. But I'm saying that was on the body yaddy yaddy of these shoddy yaddy yaddy ass fucking cops. Today, Genevieve returned but because of how they tried to dig that lady out yesterday when she was up there breaking down when they tried to dig that firefighter emt woman out and people were talking about the shame of it all wtf why are you steady trying to get this lady to say she was part of a mob when every video we've seen because i told y'all from the beginning of the trial remember this is day three this is day three. It started on Monday. That was a whole revelation on that day. Everybody been marching. Everybody been kneeling for 846, 846, 846. It was 929. Nine minutes and 29 seconds on a man's fucking neck. Yeah, I'm going to be saying some fuckers today, Officer Lane. Because you were out of your lane with that dumb shit. 
So when she returned to the stand today after being dug out, after being harassed by the defense attorney and by the judge, let me let me just say. He scolded her. You will not argue back. Well, you will answer what's asked of you. And she said, I was finishing my answer. You will not go back and forth with me. You understand. You will be asking. You will listen to what I say. They were doing all this. And I'm going to tell y'all on the real. Because you know that's the only way I can do this over here is be real. Because that's who I am. I always keep it 1,000. I'm going to always keep it 1,000 no matter what. The reason I feel... That she was scolded by that judge because he was probably sitting up there taking a bat like, whoa, you're one of us. Don't forget. Don't forget you're Karen. But she wasn't Karen yesterday, baby. She was caring, C-A-R-I-N, damn G, about what was going on out there the day that they killed George Floyd. She was caring when she offered her services and she broke down because they refused to accept the services. She felt like if you would have just let me just give him some chest respirations and, and, and give him some type of CPR technique, he would not have died. She was caring yesterday. She was caring on that day that they took out George Floyd. So, yes, today they did release her from the stand and said no further questions. I know you didn't have none because, hell, I was trying to figure out what else could you possibly ask her. You could not you could not deter her from any of her statements that she said. And everything so far with the evidence meshed with everything that she said, what Don Williams said the day before, what Darnell said, that young lady that sits up every day. Every night apologizing to the spirit of George Floyd, saying she wished that she could have done more. She wished she would have done more. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell y'all something today. Somebody who should be doing it. And I I, I pray that they are doing that. And I want to see if they're going to call them to the stand. And that's his passengers. Because today... When the body cams were being shown, we finally got a glimpse into the, uh, the, uh, the original forger. The passenger that was in the van with him that he was giving a ride to. Let me talk. We're going we to talk today. We're going to talk today about some shit, y'all. We're going to talk about who you got around you. Are you your brother's keeper? Are you your brother's keeper? Is he your keeper? Fellas, you gotta start watching who you roll with, dog. Because when they initially came to the car, okay, to the van, to the whatever, the Mercedes SUV, from one, what, let me, let me, we, we, I'm, let me back up, let me back up. Let me take, let me take y'all on, on the voyage of the trial. So today, the first one that they called to the stand was Christopher Martin. And Christopher Martin is the young man that was working at the store as the clerk. He had only worked in a couple of months. And he was the one who received a $20 bill from George Floyd for the cigarettes. Now, in this video, I'm going to tell y'all something. And, 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 and I guess it's just the sister in me. I guess it's just the Africa in me or whatever you want to call it. I guess the hood in me. But I kept watching this dude that was walking back and forth in his white and red damn suit with these dreads. And he kept walking back and forth in front of George Floyd and looking at him and stuff. You could see it on the video. And that's something kept telling me. Do he, it kept, I kept saying to myself, do you know him? 
Is he with him? And then further down, we find out yes. Because that was the passenger. But I want y'all to hold that thought. Hold that right there and remember that. In the video, they're showing him. And basically what the prosecution was trying to do on direct. Remember, we're going to be using the legal terms because I need y'all to know this because shit happens. And you need to know all terms and what it means. Because you might say, oh, I don't need to know that. You have to be stupid if you don't know what that means. No, that's not true. That's not true. So prosecution is doing direct. Defense is doing the cross-examination. Because right now the prosecution is presenting their case. That being said, Christopher Martin was on the stand and he said a couple of things. He said that he held the bill up. He said, first of all, he said he did have the, the com a conversation with him. This gentleman is 19 years old. Very respectable. He was very respectable, very direct. Answered his questions pro appropriately. Didn't sway one way or the other. Okay. And this young man said when he was asked by the prosecutor, how was the conversation with him? He said, you know, he carried on conversation. I asked him if he played baseball or something like that. And it took him a while to answer. Then he finally answered. He said, so he just looked like he was high. So I go, okay. Good for the prosecution. Let's get this out the damn way. Because they already saying, oh, he had drugs in the system and he was high. And he has, you know, diabetes and he has a clogged heart and all this. The point that they're going to have to prove is if you would have never put your fucking neck, your knee on his neck for 9 minutes and 29 seconds, would he have just dropped dead when he left out the fucking store? Obviously not, because when you found him, he was still sitting in the van in front of the store. Let's ask ourselves a question. If you feel like you passed a $20 bill, you know you passed a $20 bill, and they come out to you, to the van, to ask you about it, tell you to come back in the store, and you say you ain't come back in the store, and they come and ask you again, would you have, would it have ever been again? I don't think so, right? It wouldn't have been an again. Because if I know I passed you a fake 20, I'm not going to sit my ass there. I'm bouncing. So this little, this little guy talked to him. He said, yeah, he just seemed high, whatever. But he was able to carry on the conversation. He was asked, was he able to pick out the cigarettes? Or did you have to help him to pick out the cigarettes? He said, no. I don't remember what kind of cigarettes he said. But if you see in the video, he said, I see in the video, you reach back and you grab the cigarettes. He said, yeah. He said, okay. Cool. When he gave him a $20 bill, the young man said, off the bat, it looked fake to him. He said, he held it up. They asked him, why would you, why would you hold it up? Game for those of you, I used to be a cashier. I worked in retail before. Everyone knows that when you hold a bill up, the older bills, they used to have a red little thin thread, a little line that goes through it. So when you will hold it up to the light, so you ever notice, you ever wonder why people hold the bills up because you're looking for that mark. It's like a watermark, but it's like a little red line through it. So that's what you're looking for to make sure that it's not fake. Now the good, the good, um, forge, the forgers. Back in the day, when they could make them, they had to get the money paper. That's another episode for another day. Let's not go there. Okay? So, he held the bill up. He said, you know, and then automatically he was like, it had the blue color. Y'all know about them blue faces. Shout out the blue face, but y'all know about the blue face that came along. But that wasn't the 20. That was on the 100. So, he's like, uh-uh. This can't be a real twin. He said he held it up again, but then he went ahead and ran the cigarettes up and let him go by his way. Now, there was a policy at the store at the time at Cup Foods that if you accept a counterfeit bill, 
and we find it and that bill was, uh, was selected by you, then it's going to come out of your pay. Now, I can tell you all this will work in the retail before that that it does happen in some stores. They do have that policy. That's why you will see people who when you give large bills to initially, they're initialing that because when they get ready to count down that till at the end of the night, whomever is the manager, if they go across that bill, that bill comes back as counterfeit and you initialed it and you didn't do a check, you know, with the pins and all this, which I don't know why the fuck this bastard ain't had one of them damn pins there. If you know you have counterfeit issues in Minnesota, because evidently there's an issue in Minnesota. However, according to Mr. Martin, Christopher Martin, there wasn't a, a big um, issue with counterfeit bills in Cup Foods. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. They've had a couple come through, but for the most part, no. So was this an overzealous owner? Like, you know, every time somebody come here with a counterfeit, like he was getting hit with counterfeit bills left and there, right? Or was, you know, was he over, was he overzealous with his, with his, um, standard operating procedures? So this young man was probably trying to figure, you know what? He said he was going to let it go and just pay for it. And then when the guy come back in, let him know. Later on, he decided to go to the manager. The manager told him that he needs to go and get the guy. The guy said, like, go get him and tell him to come back in here and pay for it with a, with a right bill or pay for it. Period. The young man went outside. He went and they asked him, how did you know he was outside? He said, like, I see him from the window and they showed it on the video. You can actually see from the register, from the tobacco side of the store. You can see right through the, the little storefront and you can see the van was still parked out there. So he went to the van. Hey, man, you just gave me a counterfeit. But when he went to the side, he was mainly speaking with the passenger. I'm going to say it again, fellas. Watch who you walk with. The passenger was the one that was having all the conversation back and forth with the young man. And he stated that today. It wasn't George Floyd. It was mainly the passenger, the mouthpiece. The motherfucker who probably gave him the fake ass 20 to go in there and use. And I'm keeping that one thought today. Sir, if you are the one that gave George Floyd that 20 and he really truly didn't know that 20 was was counterfeit. You got blood on your hands, bitch. And I hope you stay up every damn night and don't sleep. I hope he come to you and, 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 and come all in your dreams, bitch. Don't even dream. In your daydreams. I hope you're up like your own no-dos. Because if you let that man go down like that, for some raggedy ass damn fake ass 20, which the way you was looking in the little video, shit, nigga, what you, what you address like? That's why we talking about with that conversation in hot dog pockets. You got to be careful with these motherfuckers. Because they be looking like they real, they real jazzy. They flashy, huh? And they ain't got no cashy. Out on their assy. But the way you and homegirl in the back was looking, I don't understand why the fuck a, 20, a fake 20 had to be passed anyway. But let me digress and let's keep moving so we can get through the whole day. So basically, he went there and he was like, man, it wasn't me. I tried to get you one earlier, remember? And you gave it back to me. So I went ahead and paid for my stuff. It wasn't me. See, I tore it up right here. And it was he tore it up in half. So the young man went back in, told the manager that he wasn't um going to come back in. The manager told him to go back out there. Now the manager sent his little... His cousin or some damn body that work at the store to go out there with the boy. And now they going back out there. 
and they go back to the to the van, still on the passenger side, still on the passenger side. Once they get there on the side of that van, start talking again. He sees the 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 twenty dollar bill torn in half, and on the ground he picks it up, which they showed a picture of it has been taken into evidence. Okay. So basically, that was the gist of Christopher Martin's testimony today. The young man said he felt guilty. He felt helpless because once he went out there and saw what was going on when the police came, he called his mother. Now, if he didn't feel like it was something dangerous going on outside, why the hell would he call his mama who stayed upset and say, Mama, don't come outside. Don't come outside. Don't come downstairs because they stayed above the store. Why would he say that? That young man says to this day he feels guilty because he feels like he should have just stayed with his first mind, paid for it, and when the guy come back in, you take care of it then. He didn't he didn't think that this would happen. Okay? There was minimal cross-examination, because as I say, the defense really they went in so hard on those witnesses from yesterday to they looking like first class fools. So when you get somebody up there and they and they just they're they're not they're not, um, they're not angry. They're not giving off a cocky vibe. They're, they're just, they're just doing what they're doing. They're just going ahead and being a witness. They're going ahead and doing, answering the questions. And that's it. Ain't much you can do with that. Because remember, the whole key to a defense is to cross out the prosecution, is to make you get so angry while they're questioning that you show another side. So they can be like, see, see, jury, see, jury. But he couldn't do that. So Christopher Martin was taken off stand. That was done. He was done for the day. They said they didn't need him to come back. So the next witness that comes up was Christopher Belfry. And Christopher Belfry was a six, I'm sorry, 45-year-old uh, man who was in the area. And he was actually the person that was behind the van. So he pulled up. He was behind the van. And he immediately, when he see a black man being arrested, he did what a lot of people do these days. They pull out the phone and start recording. Wherever you are from now on, I need y'all to start looking up for the little dash cams that you can that are legal that you can have in your car because you have a lot of these bastards out here when they pull you over. If you have your phone up, can you put the phone down? Turn the phone up. Are you on the phone? Hang the phone up. They love to do that dumb shit. But now they got body cams that they have to have on. It don't even damn matter. But they still want you to put your shit down. So this guy, and they asked him, why did he start recording? He's like, well, I see a black man getting arrested. I'm recording. I don't know what's going on. Soon as he, he said, I see the officer. He said, what do you see? I see the officer pull, um, go to the side of the van, and then he immediately pulls a gun and start pulling the guy out of the van. And when I see that, I was like, let me go over to the other side. So he pulled, because he didn't know if they were going to try to start some stuff with him. So he said that um, Officer Thomas Lane which was the officer was there. He said, you, you, you can hear them. They said, let me see your hands. Um, but it was your fucking hands. And Joy Floyd was like, please don't shoot me. I've been shot before. Please don't shoot me. I've been shot before. Then you see George um, Floyd walking um, over to the sidewalk. And then they sit him down on the ground. And then the officer started talking to him and stuff. Okay. So basically, um, Christopher Belfry, he was just the person that we initially recording like from behind so that was just a different way of seeing what was happening and he caught officer lane mr fucking lane officer fucking lane well i ain't gonna call you officer because you're a former officer you're none of y'all as officers anymore so fucking thomas lane 
out of his damn lane, pulling damn guns on people and hadn't even opened the door yet for a $20 counterfeit bill that you don't even know is counterfeit. This right now, as I said, is an accusation. No charges. This man is not resisting. This man is not posing a threat in a fucking van that is parked with windows up. So that was it for Christopher Belfry. Um, the next, the next witness that came on was Charles McMillan, and it's a 61 year old man. Now he was, you know, he was a usual pops. He came up there, and you know, and they, you know, they asked him, you know, take his, he asked to take his mask off and everything, and. They were asking him when they first started saying, you know, where were you? And he was saying that he was right there on um, Chicago and was getting ready to make that left so he could be on 38th. And they and they were saying for him to show on a, the, this, the display. So we had a little brief comic relief at the beginning of his um, testimony because they were like, well, could you point to it on there? He was like, I'm an old man. I can't see that. He said, can I just tell you where I was at? So everybody, you know, you had a little snicker, your little smile on the, on, on the face or whatever. I know I did because I'm like, okay, this pops is going to give it to them real raw and uncut and ain't going to be nothing they can do about it. Because y'all know one thing about it and two things to show. Them pops ain't the ones. They're going to tell it how it is, whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. They're going to call it like they see it and leave it like it is. And that's basically what he did. Mr. McMillan was the first time I cried today because every day it's been a time where I don't cry because I'm thinking about my sons. I'm thinking about my daddy, my uncles, my cousins. There are black males that at any given damn time can get pulled over and snuffed out. I'm thinking about my, my, my bros out here, my homeboys. I'm thinking about all of y'all. That could have been you. So he pointed out where he was he went to go and make the left and when he saw what was going on out there he decided to pull over and get out they asked him why did you decide to pull over and get out he said being nosy he said that's it <laughs> ain't no other way to say it I was just being nosy I see something going on I'm trying to see what's happening so he said when he stopped and he um heard well, that's when he heard the sirens and um oh no I don't went back to Christopher Belfry sorry y'all <laughs> I'm I'm just freaking I'm just freaking out right now because today it was it was very emotional. It was very emotional. So he saw the um the officers trying to get him together and trying to get him to go in and he told him to they told him to get in the car and he asked him because you know and this is the gentleman in case y'all want to know who um Charles McMillan is if you remember listening to the voices on the videos, the original video, that was a very abbreviated video, y'all. I'm telling you again. We didn't see half of the shit that happened during this. It took a long ass time. The 929 is just how long he was on his neck. I'm talking, this is today, what the prosecution did was brilliant. They backed it all the way up. Now we're gonna, we gonna showed you. The end. Now we're gonna take it was it's like almost like one of those movies, and I hate to compare it to a movie, but it's like when you see a movie or a show where they start from the end and then you go doo -doo 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 -doo, and then they start showing you well, how did you get to this ending? That's what today was about. I'm not gonna leave it to the defense to put out there, oh, and look in the store and he this and he was drunk or he was high, whatever, and oh, look right here. No, we're gonna present all that shit right now. We just gonna put it all on the damn table. 
The only thing you can do when you bring your ass up here is bring that motherfucker up on the stand so we can talk to him to find out what the hell you thought. So they were brilliant in the way thus far that they have been presented this case. Very methodical, very meticulous. In other words, y'all, point by point in every nook and cranny, every little small detail that they think the defense is going to try to come up with, they're already going to present it. And that's the best thing. That's the best lesson in life, too, y'all. The best lesson in life. Tell your truth before somebody else do. And that's going to be our stand for the day. Tell your truth before somebody else do. Because they will. You can walk around in front all you, all you want, but ain't no future in front. So tell your truth before somebody else does. Whatever you look. Hey, I put the paint on the wall, but I ain't the one that brought the dough. Now y'all want to call that dry snitch? Call it damn dry snitch. I ain't dry snitch. Because I ain't saying shit. I'm just telling you I ain't break the dough. Now I put the paint on the wall. That dough broke. You got to figure that out, bro. I don't know. Okay. So in any event, Mr. McMillan said that the reason he kept saying you can't win because and we're like trying to figure out because I know I was. I was frustrated because every time we saw this little short video, you kept hearing somebody say, you can't win, man. You can't win. Listen to him. And I'm like, who the hell is that in the background? Keep talking about you can't win. You making it seem like this man is fighting and he's literally on his face with his with his neck being broke by this bastard's knee. So I was trying to figure out and they said he said the reason he said that is because he was trying to tell him to calm down and he thinking maybe if he just talked to him, he's saying you can't win because once a black man is in cuffs, that's it. Game over. You may as well go on downtown and figure it out from there, which is true. Show me the lie. So then I got calmed down because I'm like, okay, because for the last couple of days, I'm like, I just want to wait to see who the hell was this saying, you can't win, you can't win, because I thought it was the passenger. Come to find out, uh-uh, this was a standard by, this was in the passenger saying this. And just so y'all know, them motherfuckers wasn't nowhere there on that sideline begging for Like, I didn't see them. They were on a wall, separated themselves from the whole situation. I said what I said when I tell y'all ass to watch who you walk with. Because it's some real slithery ass snakes and lizards that you'll be thinking that's, that's your prime dog. So that was the reason he said that. Another revelation was made today, um, my flames. And that revelation was this, young, this gentleman, Pops, Charles McMillan, Pops knew Charvin. He had actually met him five days prior. And was talking to him. He was uh, controlling the neighborhood or something. He had a conversation with him. He said, hey man, as long as you're doing your job, he said, you get to, as long as you get to go home to your family and people get um, a chance to go home to their family, that's all we can ask for. He said that was the conversation he had with, um, with Derek Chauvin, who's on trial right now for murder. He just told him that five days prior to him murdering somebody. Pop told you. Do your job. We respect that. You know, hey, protect and serve. But it's all good as long as you get to go home to your family and that person get to go home to their family. And they showed the video and they showed him on the side. And y'all, I don't have to tell you. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. My neck, my face. I'm claustrophobic, man. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. 
man, every, throughout all of this, and you know, the, the rest of the trial, every video kept in every angle and everything you could think of. In every way you can think of it being recorded, every last one, he's saying, I'm not that guy. Can I talk to y'all? Man, I had a gun pulled on me before. That's why I've been shot before. I just got over COVID. Another revelation. He just got over COVID. Is it possible, as we all know, with COVID, it does affect your respiratory system. It can affect your heart function. It can affect a lot of things. There is a young lady who got COVID um, last year, I believe, toward the end of the year, beginning of this year, who was 20 years old, and she ended up with congestive heart failure from COVID. The shit is real. So if he was just getting over COVID, how do you know that that's why he's saying he can't breathe? Because they're saying, oh, as you see in the video, Mr. Miller, he was saying he couldn't breathe before they even put him in the car. He said, yeah, that's why I was saying why they got to be so rough with the man. And I was telling him just relax, man, and go in and go. But then he kept saying I'm claustrophobic, man. I can't go in. I can't do that, man. Please, please, please. Now, I will say this. They could use some of the movement that you could see with his legs and saying, say, oh, he was resisting. Oh, because of the size that he was holding himself up. He was holding himself up because he's begging you don't let me go in there. Can I just sit on the ground? Can I just sit on the ground? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm claustrophobic. Man, can I sit in the front? No, we can't put you in the front. What he then he said, Hey man, can you tell him? Tell him, man, I got anxiety. I'm now I'm saying if I don't know who he was yelling to, he said he know it too. He know it too. But you know, I don't know who he was speaking to at that time. I don't know if he was talking about the officer or that pussy nigga that he brought to the damn store with him. I'm not sure, but I'm praying that he ends up on that stand. So, Mr. McLillan, when they played the part where he was saying, once they got to the part of the video, when he said, start crying for his mama, I broke. That was it for me. Because Mr. McMillan broke and he started crying. He was crying so hard in the scene. I told y'all before, when I see a man cry, a grown man cry, any man, but a grown man cry, it does something to me because you know it's deep. You know it's deep because men, we teach the men, be strong when they look for it. Boys don't cry. Bitch, stop that crying. No, they can cry. They have, they, they have feelings. They have emotions. We need to stop emasculating, emotionally emasculating our men too. We need to stop it. We need to stop emotionally emasculating our men. Let them cry. Let them cry. It may be cry worthy. It may not be cry worthy to you, but let them cry. That don't mean that they're not strong. Hell, I know if I bust out and cry, you just got away. Because if I'm crying, I'm crying because I'm trying to kill your motherfucking ass. And you can have anybody that know me about that. I'm going to cry. I'm, that's why I'm crying because I either I want to get to you or I know if I get to you, I'm going to kill you. So I, I got to let it out some way. And that's just real. That's just me. But we have to stop emotionally emasculating our men and allow them to show their emotions and not make them feel away because they cry. Not make them feel away because they feel sad or they're upset about something. Or they say they got a broken heart. Men have broken hearts too. How you think you're getting the damn dogs out here? Because one of us done broke his heart and he done did everything he was supposed to do. Check, 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 check. Wash your ass, check. Take it to the store, check. Pay all the bills, check. Check, 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 check. And then she be the same one to go over there and give a lap dance to his homeboy for, for two years and he don't find out until later. He don't supposed to be heartbroken. 
He don't supposed to be sad. He don't supposed to cry. He don't supposed to be upset. Flip it. Wouldn't you? Duh. So let's let's normalize not emotionally emasculating our men. Allow these men to show their emotions, not on their sleeve. Now we all we already know how that is. You don't let the, you don't let them see you sweat. I feel you all on that. But we have to stop doing that. But when he started crying, that was it for me. And they had to take it to uh, this. Initially, it was going to be a ten minute break, which was our second one because in the beginning of the trial, which I. I neglected to tell you all, juror number seven ended up starting to feel faint or feeling sick or something. We don't know because they're not televised, but it was stated that that's who it was and and left out of the courtroom. So they had to wait for them to, you know, I guess, collect themselves, gather themselves, and then they return. And that's when we resumed the trial. Same thing happened with Mr. McMillan. They allowed him some time because he, when, as soon as it got to the mama part, the man started crying so hard. So she ended up stopping the video and said, well, can you tell us, you know, why, what makes you so emotional when you watch this? The man started crying. He said, the man called for his mama. He said, and I just lost my mama. He said, June 25th. And then the judge was like, let's stop. Let's take a break because let's keep it real, y'all. This is court of law. Court of law. Don't deal with emotions. They deal with facts. You know, the judge, I, I, you know, I, I hate that you're breaking down, but your, your mom and you, you connecting with that fact, that, you know, that he lost his mom and that you lost your mom June 25th don't have anything to do with the case and it's no evidence. It can't make or break it. So we don't need that on the record. Strike it from the record. Let's let them go on a recess. So they went on a recess. And when he came back, they, they asked him, was he okay to finish watching the video? And it gets toward the end of the video. So now when he's saying to him, he's talking to Joy, he said, y'all let him up. He said, man, he said, just get off the ground. And they asked him why. And I was, cause I said this too, when this video originally came out, the short version, why is he telling him to get up? Do like this man can get up. And he said these words. I was saying to him, get up, man, and just go on the car. Cause I'm, you know, then I used to, you can start hearing him telling the officer, he'll he, get off him. He said, they going to get off you. They going to get off you. Now y'all know how these pops work. It's called passive aggressive. They the original, the originators of passive aggressive. I'm going to tell you what to do. But at the same, at the same token, I'm actually telling them what to do. I'm telling you, get up, man, and go on and get in the car and let them take you down there. They ain't gonna hurt you. So you basically saying they ain't gonna hurt you, and you letting them know to get up, get up off them. Okay. So that was real emotional. They finished up with him, and then um, after after him, they went to to recess. And which we we definitely needed. They went to lunch. <sighs> y'all, let me tell y'all something. It's a lot of bullshit with this case. The last um, witness they called was the guy that manages all of the systems with the with you know the police systems, the police radios, the cameras, and all that. And that's when they introduced all the different body cams. And I can tell you this much. Even the man, Lieutenant Jeff Rugel, who is a, a veteran since 89. He started off as a regular police officer. Then he was um, promoted to sergeant. Then after he was a sergeant, 
You know, he took over and started doing the business systems and managing that. And then he's the one that helped design the cameras and all this good stuff. Um, what I tell you, even he, when they were showing after they, you know, broke down, it's the midline system and how it's saved and how it's backed up. And for those of you who don't know, here go that coffee again. They do have cameras and those cameras that be spread out through the city. So they try to, they try to fake the funk with us, but we ain't no dumb asses over here. They try to tell us that dumb shit. Oh yeah, we got cameras, but they don't save. They will stay on there. That camera, whatever it records, stays for 14 days. Hear me again, 14 days. And if it's not requested, if it's not asked for, it goes away. But if it's asked for, Within the 14 days, you get it. And, and that footage is also available if you do what? Back it up. No damn duh. So all that shit, when you're getting and hitting runs and all this, like what happened with me, and happened to several people. Oh, well, the video, is, it's on continuous. It's, it's recording on continuous. It don't save. It will save. You can pull that footage for that time frame. You can pull the footage for the time frame. But it's only for 14 days that you can do that because that's out of, it's not in a cloud storage. It's on a continuous record. But once you back it up onto a big ass server, I mean off the server into a cloud, then you can keep it. You can back it up on a zip drive and all that kind of stuff. Back it up on a desktop. And that way you can avoid the 14 day um, disappearing act is what I call it. Or the delete shit. So the only reason he was called after this. So you had emotion, 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 emotion. You kept seeing all the different videos. You kept hearing. You heard from Chris the clerk. You heard from um, um, Belfry Christopher. You heard from him who was part behind the band. And you heard from. You, you, you see how they doing it? You see how methodical they being with it? They didn't put all the witnesses on Monday. They didn't put all the witnesses on Tuesday. We're going to spread out all of these eyewitnesses. And every time they show a video footage, every time they show a body cam, you see the people who were actually being assholes, who were actually irate, who were actually being argumentative and acting as a mob. It was the damn police. Mr. Mark even, even referred to them talking about the hog ties, trying to get the hog ties. You saw that on the body cam later on after they got through speaking with Jeff Rugal to find out what he does and he controls it and how the camera is. And you have somebody in the backdrop. It's the one that can, you can zoom, you can bring it out, you can turn it left, you can turn it right. So that's not the actual cop doing that. It's someone actually controlling the, a, a big control that is um, while, while it's filming. So they're back at the station and they're controlling the camera views. Okay? So you're getting all kind of angles. And every damn angle. I didn't see an angry mob. I saw an angry bunch of white entitled Neanderthal cavemen as bastards dressed up as police officers who were supposed to protect and serve not kill and swerve 
everyone. They show us Officer Lane, body cam, same thing. Officer Tao, body cam, same thing. Officer Chauvin, now his, because he was tussling and rustling with him instead of just sitting a man down, his after a couple seconds fell off. And that was the one that went up under the car. When Tao came on the scene, Tao was too busy sitting up there looking like a big damn uh, ass meatball arguing back and forth with the crowd, which wasn't even a crowd. I say a couple of people. Y'all must know what a crowd mean. It was a small amount of people that's out there and it was just more people joining on because they, they watching in horror. Like, do they really have this man down and got a knee on his neck? And then you start hearing and when you hear the little girl voice pierce through the video and go, he's not moving. He's not moving. He's not going to cause trouble. I almost fell out. Where your kids at? Y'all knew I was going to ask you. Where your kids at? Make sure you know. Call them. Make sure they're telling you when they're getting ready to leave. Make sure you tell them what they need to do in case anything. Because trust me, it ain't over. And it was George Floyd then. It could be anybody the next time. Because it's going to be a next time. It's been a next time since then. And until we get the right legislation, the right legislatures, congressmen, governors, senators, until midterm election 2022, it's what we got to do. Turn this bitch blue. And I've been telling y'all that. And I'm going to tell you that until after the elections because we're going to be getting real, real over here. We real, we're a little ratchet. We have fun, but we're going to be getting real, real over here. Because as I always say, preparation is better than cure. We're going to be prepared for the perpetuation of bullshit. We're going to already have them cut off. Oh, we already knew you was doing that. We already knew you was coming with that. Because how DR to put us on the game? We already did our research. We already know about that. Then I... Be careful, brothers. When y'all out here driving, be careful, brothers. When y'all out here arguing with people and stuff and somebody call the police and they come and approach you, make sure your hands are visible. Whether they up or down or not. They don't make you no punk. George Floyd did not give them any fight. It didn't make them a punk. It made them dead because they decided that they was going to be overzealous pieces of shit. The violence, the lack of interpersonal communication. What happened to de-escalation? De-escalate. To de-something, decrease. I mean to bring it down. Decrease. De-escalate. Deceive. Guys, it was very emotional. But that was today. They ended up just going over some technical stuff toward the end after that, after the body cam footage. And it was very emotional. I don't know how the defense is going to come back from this because, like I said, the more footage they showed, the more disrespectful um, nastiness that was displayed by their officers of law was exposed. 2021 is a year exposure. Remember that. Y'all stay safe out there, man. 
Y'all stay safe out there. And I am going to be bringing you gavel to gavel coverage of the right to breed trial. 929-9846. Officer 987 out here with the 187. This has been Hot D. John's Experience. This has been WTF Wednesdays. For those of you who's your first time listening to the podcast, we usually fluff up some celebrity gossip over here. We your one-stop pod for entertainment, engagement, and information. We talk about everything from trending topics, celebrity gossip, politics, and bullshit. That's what we do over here. If you like what you heard so far, if you have been engaged, please check out some of my older episodes, some more cheerful episodes of Musty Mondays, Monday Madness, Talk About It Tuesday, some of my um, previous WTF Wednesdays. Our favorite nights over here is Fun Fluffing Fridays and Saturday Shenanigans where we sip and stir up some bullshit, man. That's what we do. Shout out Again, to all of my flames, all of my listeners, all of you who've been riding with me, rolling with me on this dream. Guys, it is amazing. We're almost about to hit 200. It is amazing. And I'm appreciating every last one of you. I need you please to follow your girl, Kiwi305, a.k.a. Hot D. John. Follow me at H-O-T-D-J-O-H-N-S on IG as well as on Twitter. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can download Anchor for free. Go into Discover to the search box, put in Hot D. Johns, and you will pull up all of my episodes. If you go on Spotify, you will find the Hot D. Johns experience. If you go on Google Podcasts, you have to download and install Google Podcasts, and make sure you click the subscribe so that you are notified every time I upload a brand new episode. Friday is Good Friday, so I won't be fluffing up nobody on Friday, but I might give y'all something on either a Saturday shenanigan um, or, or something on Thursday. With it being Easter weekend, I'm not sure because I, I made my mama promise I ain't gonna be carrying on with no foolishness. But y'all know how we do over here. We gotta do. We gotta do a little a little stirring, okay? So again, I thank you all. I thank you all for your attention. I thank you all for growing with me. I thank you all for riding with me. Man, listen, this is the bomb. This is the bomb. And I thank you very much. I'm out of here, y'all. As I always say before I end every episode, handle your business before it handles you. Keep God first. Stay safe. Rest in peace, Nip. Brothers, I love you. This is Hot Girl Hot D. Johns, Kiwi 305. We out. Take you across the tracks.
Make you explode the face. Now you official now. But you got a soul to say. I just been cooking that note. I'm about to drop in a few. Think if I call it the grand, the people gon' call it the truth. I ain't really trip on the credit. I just paid all of my bills. I just respected the game. Got my name all in the 